0: Welcome to The Chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation, and we can't wait for you to hear this episode of The Chat Podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for The Republic Newspaper. The chat podcast originates from your gospel station, WYGS, a Southern gospel radio station in Columbus, Indiana. If you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast, please contact WYGS at 812-373-9947 or WYGS.org. Welcome to the chat. The chat is brought to you by Moffat Aqua Systems of Greensburg and Aqua Systems of Columbus.
1: To the chat. I'm coming to
2: you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for The Chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google and Apple Podcasts and also Spotify. My guest today for the chat is Roxanne Stallworth. Roxanne is a wife, mother, and grandmother. She has been the chief deputy in the Columbus Township trustees office here in Bartholomew County for the last thirty three years. We'll be right back out with out our chat. Boat,
1: is I'm stepping, out, I'm stepping out,
2: out of the boat. Welcome to the chat, Roxanne. Thank
3: you so much. I am really glad to be here. I've been looking forward to this, and I I just know that this is going to be an experience for all of us, because God has a plan.
2: Yes, and he certainly does. Well, will you tell us about your family?
3: Oh, my. You know, I could talk for days about my family. Uh, My husband and I have been married for 42 years, soon to be 43. We have one child. She is 32, excuse me, and she and her husband just had twins three months ago. And so we have twin boys, uh, Hendricks and Lennon, proud grandparents. You know, I have a sister. She has two children and uh, then she has two grandchildren. So not a real large family, but very blessed family.
2: Will you tell us about your work?
3: Oh, my goodness. My work. It's interesting because um, for I have been at this job for 33 years, and I know that is a long time. I never expected to stay more than maybe a year. And I can remember uh, when I got the call for this job, I didn't apply for the job. I wasn't even looking for a job. Uh, and I got a call, and the lady said to me, said, Roxanne, we're looking for someone who's got a social work background, you know, and I said, okay. And I said, well, you know, look, I'm really not wanting to work that much. I said, I just want something part-time. I don't want to work on Friday. I had a whole list, a whole litany of things. I started working there, never worked a part-time day, and I've been there for 33 years. Very blessed, very blessed.
2: 33 years? 33,
3: well, yes, going to be 33 years.
2: Wow, wow. Year. Well, will you tell us about your testimony? When did you come to know Jesus?
3: You know, it yeah, when uh, you and I... St- I talked the other day. I really thought back on that uh as far as I was a young child. I grew up in the church. My memories have always been centered around God and what he has brought to me and my family. Uh I was baptized when I was uh 11 years old and I still attend the same church. But my walk with God has been one where as a child when I came to know that I wanted to be baptized, that I wanted to, to be a believer, that it is so different now because I was looking at it, I experienced it through a child's eyes. And, and that has been something that has always been with me. So when I say I grew up in the church, I grew up being a believer. I, I'm just so thankful that it was early in my life because everything that you go through, I've been able to always rely on God. And even though I made some really bad choices and really bad mistakes, I always knew that I was a child of God, that I knew who I belonged to Mm -hmm. and was able to ask for forgiveness and uh, ask for his direction. Mm
2: -hmm. And just move on.
3: And move on. Absolutely. Now, it took some time. Mm -hmm. It took some time for me to be able to understand that you know a life happens and uh, but i look back now and that journey that started when i was 11 being baptized and where i'm at today being in my 60s (laughs) 69 years old it's just um, amazing what god can do I, i look back and i'm i'm always in awe of what he can do
2: what does your relationship with jesus look like today
3: I would say when I first started uh, on this walk and on this journey, I was young. I uh, had not had life experiences. But as life has gone on, I have learned that no matter what has come up, and some things have come up in my life, you know, my husband uh, uh, was unemployed for a period of time. Our daughter was in school. We had to make a decision. We lost everything. And we had to make a decision. And I think back on how the only way that we were able to get through that was just leaning and depending on God. And I I feel that um, he has never let me down. He has always guided me in the right direction. So now when something comes up, I don't look, I don't wring my hands and, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I just I'm very open to say, Lord, you know me. What, what's supposed to, what am I supposed to do with this? And then I've had to learn how to wait. I was not good at waiting in the beginning of my journey. And I'm not saying that I'm great at it now. But I know that I have to wait. There are times, seasons in your life when you must wait. And waiting is not uh, something that is, uh, that doesn't mean I'm inactive. That means that I may be physically inactive but I'm spiritually, I'm really active, I'm in prayer, I'm leaning on God, I'm trusting on God to do whatever it is that he, to take me through whatever the journey uh, would be. And I think that that's the biggest difference. When I was younger, I still would try and figure things out, because unfortunately, I do tend to be uh, that way. I mean, my flesh is is that way. Um, But as I have gotten older, and you know, life is, and I've gone through life
2: experiences
3: both good and bad. Uh I've learned to 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 wait. Sometimes you just have to wait.
2: Sounds like a close relationship.
3: Oh, I I, I feel that every day it gets closer and it's not always by, by what I do, but I I just feel that he is always there.
2: Has God given you a passion for anything? Many times in our walk with Christ he develops in us an interest in certain areas or in certain things where he wants us to minister or to work. So he gives us a passion. Has he given you a passion for anything? A passion.
3: Let me put it this way. With my job, my job is at the trustee's office. We, when, if a person is not able to pay, their base, pay for their basic needs, rent, uh, utilities, uh, things along that line, the basic needs, we're not talking cell phones and 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 that whole thing and cable but the, the their basic needs i have discovered that i really can relate i really relate to the women and i see these young women sometimes and i just i just want to say to them let me explain to you what you really need i think the best way to explain this is that i look at women who come in and i now have a real passion to be able to to help and to help help them through whatever the situation is. Now, our office can put a band-aid on anything, but that's not what most people need. Most people don't need a band-aid. What they need is the full cleansing and the full the fullness of God. So I walk a delicate line. I'm very blessed that I am uh that I work for a believer. Uh, the trust does it believe Uh, and, uh, when I've had a stressful case, um, I can turn on my music and I can shut my door and sometimes I can't, or I'll just go to the restroom and I will just pray. And I said, Lord, you know, I don't know everything that this individual needs, that this young lady needs, but I do know that, that she is in need of you. And sometimes it's just offering up that prayer in the moment. Sometimes it's very silent. You know, it, it is a very silent prayer. I just really feel a real passion to be able to help women who are just in a really lonely place.
2: Well, is there an area or two where God is working on you to make you more like Jesus? Oh,
3: to make me more like Jesus. Well, I tell you something that has happened in about the last year and a half. It always amazes. me. Our women's ministry has, uh, we have different topics that we work on, that we pray on, and that we uh, study. And in doing so, um, I call it Be the Opening Act. In other words, I've been asked to develop different icebreakers to be able to help people be prepared for the experience of God. And at first, I I just took it so for granted, you know, it's just something that I I can do. And I, I don't know, I don't, I don't, it's nothing that I have prepared to do. It's just something that God laid in my in my lap to do. And so one of the things that I have found is that you have to be able to get people prepared for whatever that experience is going to be. When we have our, our women's retreat or our lesson that we're studying, I really take it that I need to, when I'm asked, I've been asked now to, to do these icebreakers and to, to be a speaker. And I'm always amazed because I'm thinking, why me you know but if that's where god wants me if that's what he wants me to do then that's what i do
2: the chat has a theme song and the name of that theme song is stepping out Mm -hmm. and it's a song about getting out of the boat Mm -hmm. so that you can your faith in god can grow yes he wants to stretch each of us yes has there been a time like that where you've needed to step out of the boat, allow God to strengthen and to stretch you? Well,
3: it's interesting because uh, right now, I I have, I've always gone to Sunday school. And the Sunday school is the learning body. You know, that's where you learn God's word, you know. Um, So our Sunday school at different times has struggled because people don't come to Sunday school. A lot of people do not get their kids up on Sunday morning and get them ready to be at Sunday school at 9.30, for, uh, for our church, it's 9.30, to be at Sunday school at 9.30. Uh, but, so what has happened is, I have been asked uh, to, in the conference that we are in, to become the president of the Sunday school to help develop the Sunday schools within our district. I don't want, I'm not, I'm not going to struggle with that. It's just that i realize the importance of that and that I'm going to have to really step out of the boat as you said. I've got to really prepare because I I just feel that the Sunday school is the place where children can come. But children to get children there, you have to get the adults there also. So, when we start now working on how to build our Sunday schools back up, you know, how to reach out to children, how to reach out to adults so that they are coming to to learn god's word sunday mornings church is for praise and worship the sunday morning sunday school is where you can come to learn god's word that's where you learn as a child the ten commandments and the beatitudes and you learn the parables of the bible and you learn all of those things so now i have been asked to to try and do this for a group of churches and i'm thinking well i can work on this with my church but oh my So now I'm getting out of the boat and trying to figure out what God wants me to do in in this preparation
2: for Sunday school. I agree with you totally, Roxanne, on Sunday school. Those who know me know that I came to the Lord as a Mm 16-year-old in Sunday school. Sunday school. And that's where, as you were saying, that's where I learned the books of the Bible exactly and what right. God's Word said, and examples of certain things that's right, and so the importance of Sunday school, boy, I agree with you and the importance, and so good to hear that you are willing to step out of the boat and allow God use you to widen his kingdom. Mm-hmm. that's what it's all about
3: exactly. and and the other thing that in in widening his kingdom through this issue, through uh, working with Sunday schools, I've had to look at me mm. because all at once it's not, I, I, when I say I have to look at me, I have to understand that how how I learn may not be how everyone. So now we've got to figure out how to to get people interested, how to keep them interested, and how to help them to learn God's word. So now I've got to look at things not just the way that I learned to do, but how are we now going to reach people who are technically savvy because I'm not a technical person. Um, uh, All at once we've got to learn how to reach those single mothers. All at once we have to learn to reach those single dads, you know, um, and and along with the traditional family unit also. So it's making me just really aware of what the task is and the importance of the task and how how I got to get out of the boat. You can't keep doing things in the same way. Sometimes we have to really change up and uh, to be able to move.
2: I'm glad God chose you to do this instead of me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'd really have to be stretched to be able to do that. But if God calls you, you he can will do it. Equip you.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: This is great, Roxanne what we've talked about so far Uh, we have to take a break and so we'll be right back with the chat we're back with the chat chat, and i'm chatting today with roxanne stallworth and so we're getting ready to get into your prayer life roxanne yes do you have a designated place that you go to every day to pray <laughs>
3: oh, I wish that I could tell you that I I do have a specific place but honestly um I work my life into my prayer life so uh do I have a p- specific place to play? pray no I pretty much pray wherever I'm at because whatever is happening I know' I'm, I'm in need of prayer I know I need to to stay in in the prayer but it's interesting because i have found a couple of things i found that my car is and i'm certain other women have said this to you yes or other people in general have said this to you but i found that my car is is my place mm. um you know sometimes i've gotten in the car and put in my whatever whoever i'm wanting to hear at the moment, whether it, you know, I'm a big uh, Winans fan, I, I like pretty much all, all, all kinds of music, and gospel music in particular. But I have found that my, my car tends to be my place, and the other place I think is my bedroom. Wherever I am, if I need that quiet, I do get in the car. And my husband often says, Where are you going? I'm just going out in the car for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he doesn't even think it's strange any longer. Uh, But I do think that my car is probably where I find um, that I can, it can be just me.
2: That's the most common place that I hear people Mm -hmm. say, especially women, Mm -hmm. that that's where they go to. They're going someplace. They spend a lot of time in the car oftentimes. And so they use that time. Correct. And, you know, I
3: I have found that, um, as I said, I wish I could tell you that, yes, I have some, this, you know, this beautiful place that I go into and shut the door and have quiet time, but I I don't, but I have found that I have to, I have to be able to tune certain things out, because we are a noisy world, and me, I am particularly affected greatly by what's going on around me, Uh, and I've always been, and I've, so I've always kind of known that when I need to uh, step away, I have to step away because the noise, the outside noise is not going to. So I have to figure out for me what stepping away is and where that that needs to be. Uh so I have become uh I think I've become really good at physically being someplace but being able to tune out sometimes what is really going on around me just for a moment because I think my prayer life is what I call winks. You know, at different times uh you and I can be talking and you may say something that strikes a chord in me that i need to put back in memory and then when i leave i can wink it back up i can you know pull it back up and and uh, uh pray pray for the individual pray for the situation pray for whatever it might be so i think that my prayer life is um is one of um i call it great winks uh, mm-hmm. great uh, moments when i'm able to have conversations with god whenever i need to have those conversations with God but also my being able to listen to him you know being able to hear his voice because the only way you can hear i can hear his voice is it is through that relationship with him as I've, as i have always said you know the most the most universal uh name that uh, is on earth that we have is mom you know if if i'm in the grocery store and my daughter is two aisles over i can hear a lot of other kids say mom but when my daughter says Mom, I know my daughter's voice, mm-hmm. and I know that God hears my voice as his as his child, uh, He hears my voice, and I have to be able to hear his, and that's only developed through a personal relationship with
2: Christ mm-hmm. constant communication absolutely. Can you take us through a day of your prayer life starting in the morning before you get out of bed, mm-hmm. then through the day and then before you go to sleep at night whats oh what's it look like?
3: Tell us oh my goodness, my goodness. Well, first of all, when I've, as I have gotten older, I don't sleep long stretches. Uh, I guess that's just because the older we get, the less sleep we get, we need. But for me, as soon as I'm as soon as my eyes open, as soon as I'm I'm laying there in bed and my eyes open, I, I just say thank you, Lord, for another day. You know, it's, it's not that I go into some eloquent long uh, prayer, but I, I just have to acknowledge that God gave me one more day. And then I ask him, you know, Lord, I don't know what today is supposed to be, but you know me, and just order my steps. Um, and so that kind of starts my day off. Uh, I do listen to Joyce Myers in the morning. Uh, she comes on at different times. And I do usually uh, listen to her. Uh, I'll get up and uh, usually take my shower uh, and then maybe do my daily reading. Um, I wish I could tell you that it was always at the same time, but it. I get a lot of calls. Um, we get a lot of calls after hours. So sometimes my daily reading might, might not be until 9 or 9.30, um, so that's kind of where that is in the morning. And then any time that we have uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, we give thanks. I don't care where I am. I don't care if I'm at work in a staff meeting when we... And lunch is provided. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm going to give thanks and, mm. and, uh, for the food that is before us and for all the bounty that God has, has given to to me and to my family and those around me. Uh, and then usually during the day, as I say, just daily, off and on through the day, I find the evening, I'm not much of an evening, of a night person, so I like being able to have that uh, moment to sit in my chair, and you know, uh, read some scripture, prepare for women our women's ministry, whatever we're studying, but also to prepare for Bible study. Uh, that's when I tend to that, and my lunch hours when I tend to prepare
2: for my Bibles. Are there any prayers you pray specifically for yourself each day?
3: I do pray for myself because I know that I am I am, of flesh and blood, you know. Um, and I know that I am not perfect. And I know that there are certain things about me that I really um, ask God specifically for. I ask him to hold my mouth, you know, to tame my tongue, because that tongue can be lethal. It can be a blessing mm-hmm. or it can be lethal. I tend to be a very direct person, and everyone doesn't like directness. Mm-hmm. And I I have been really praying in the last couple of years, the Lord, you know— um, lead me to whatever it is that that individual that I'm interacting with, help me to interact with that person so that they're able to understand what it is that you have before both of us. And not for me to, for me not to necessarily always be so direct uh, because everyone doesn't like directness. And I do Mm -hmm. uh, that. So I've, I've been praying about my tongue. I've been praying for my health, um, I've been praying uh, that just god orders orders my steps, but those two things in particular mm-hmm. my, my uh, to make me a better communicator, hold my tongue um, and as as the scripture says, the slow to speak, mm-hmm. slow to anger and quick to listen
2: Yes, yes, has God ever disappointed you? Maybe you thought he should have answered a prayer a certain way or didn't answer it the time you thought he should have during that time frame has this ever happened to you
3: well there are two times in my life when um, my sister and i were raised by my dad we're both i'm from columbus um and my sister and i were raised by uh, our dad my mother left when we were uh my sister was a baby and i was about three uh so that was really unusual but i never understood how unusual that was to be raised in the 50s by a single parent, by a man, uh, until I had my own daughter. Uh, My husband and I had our child. It was just, it was real eye-opener because I understood the sacrifice that he made, that my dad made. Um, So when you ask me that question, there's two times in my life when I was just angry. I was was angry. Uh, My husband and I had been married uh, 10 years. And in that ten years time, I was pregnant eleven times. Wow. And I had a I had ten miscarriages. And I wow was one angry woman. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. The other thing was that is connected to that was I never had a great uh passion for Mother's Day because I never felt mm-hmm. that I, I didn't I, I didn't know that I had missed that motherly piece mm-hmm. um again until our daughter was uh, was uh, born, so I um, never really went to church on Mother's Day. I didn't, as as I would put it, I don't want to hear all that that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and and mm-hmm. that's how I that's how I felt, mm-hmm. and I was just really angry. But God works 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 with you, uh, and He takes you through everything that you need to go through, and brings you out where you need to be brought out in. And that's what happened. That was one of me. So after being married for 10 years, finally, my husband and I had a viable pregnancy and had a, uh, had a daughter.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you've already talked to us about your devotions during the day at different things. Uh, is there a specific time that you ever just sit and take out a devotional yes. or get your, your a Bible out? What, what are some of those times like?
3: Believe it or not, it is my lunch hour. Mm-hmm. Because at lunchtime, uh, and I, our, my lunch hour can be very flexible at work, but at lunchtime is when I fi- kind of felt, what happened was I was beginning to feel really uh, bogged down. I was, uh, you know, with everything that was going on, especially with the pandemic, uh, and we worked at home for months. Uh, so I have I started on my lunch hour, just bringing my Bible, and that's when I would open mm. it up, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I found it got me through the day, or the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really, uh, I I, I really felt a calmness. Uh, So I would be able to have, you know, 45 minutes or so of just being able to to read. Now, I wish I could say I was able to do that every day, but I was pretty much on a Monday through Friday. I could get three, maybe even four days uh, of being able to go and just shut my office door and pull out, you know, God's Word
2: and and read. A good use of your time, huh? A good use of my time. Well, I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Of the nine fruits of the Spirit, is there one that you think you rate pretty good in, and then is there one that you don't rate really good in? Mm -hmm. Let's start with the one where you think you're doing okay in.
3: I think I'm a kind person. Mm -hmm. You know, I've oftentimes, because of being direct, some people don't necessarily <laughs> some people have didn't feel that I was very kind, but I think honesty uh and being able to uh, help a person through a situation, I just felt that there there is just a need for kindness and mm-hmm. i and I think mm-hmm. that in particular in the last uh I would say kindness mm-hmm. you know, i just mm-hmm. I feel just such a need that we need to be a kinder nation, mm-hmm. we need to be a kinder people. Mm-hmm. Um my one I' probably have less with is probably self control <laughs> <laughs> you're right there with a lot of the rest of us yeah, I would probably say well it's it's probably self control mm-hmm. you know um as I say, I pray over my tongue self for self control mm-hmm. that i i I ask God to uh help me to make healthy choices uh so yeah, I would say self control is the one that I really need to um just really uh, focus on and being more aware and, and c- making sure that 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 control is a God control, mm-hmm. not a Roxanne control.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a life verse?
3: Yeah, Psalm, 40th Psalms. Okay. And the 40th Psalm states, I waited patiently on the Lord and he heard my cry. He lifted me up out of a miry pit and set my feet on a rock. And I found that verse, I'd say maybe 19, mm. maybe 20, and whatnot. And I've always just gravitated uh, back to that, to that. When everyone asks me about my favorite Bible verse, that, I, you know, I I like that. And I also like Isaiah is 43 when it talks about that he's doing, I'm doing a new thing, mm. you know. And mm. in in, tw- in 2020, in particular... Um, that verse came to me uh, with everything that was going on. Things were shut down around us. Uh, we weren't able to go different places. Our freedom had been taken away. There was such anger and and uh, and whatnot within our country. Um, and one of the things I, I just kept thinking is that there has to be something new. There has to, not necessarily new, but there's got to be. God is not going to forsake us, you know. Um, so I just, those are the two scriptures, I think, that, that kind of really stick out in my mind.
2: Are there uh, any particular books of the Bible that you're reading right now? Hebrews. Mm. Hebrews. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: and Hebrews is talking about, uh, right now we're in the eighth chapter of Hebrews, and uh, Hebrews is talking about false prophets. You know, we started off with in Timothy and, and we're it's Paul's writings, and I think that the uh, uh, in Hebrews we're also uh, talking about the high priest and how how that uh, you know Jesus is the is the high, most high priest, and how you know when he died for us, you know that curtain was rent from top to bottom, and now we could go directly to him. So yeah, Hebrews has been we've been I've been studying Hebrews for a while now, and um, I'm just very I think it's very much needed for our time. Uh, and it was, uh, it's
2: obviously. This is good, uh, Roxanne. I'm enjoying our conversation. Let's take another break. We'll be right back with the chat. We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Roxanne Stallworth, and we're talking about her Bible study. Now, Roxanne, I'd like to ask you, do you have a favorite biblical account? Well,
3: believe it or not, I really like um, the story of Ruth. Mm -hmm. And I think, and it's interesting because um, when I think back on Ruth and Boaz, I mean, when I I think about that, I had a mother-in-law. My mother-in-law had passed away back in 94. But I was very blessed to have... A mother in law that she and I just got along wonderfully. Mm. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of people out there that have mother in law jokes and in law jokes and whatnot. And my mother in law and I would talk, gosh, two or three times a day, easily that. And even though she passed away in 94, there's still times when I just wish that I could call her and just say, and I called her Miss Dahlworth. And I know that may sound strange, but it was a loving. Because mm-hmm. I never called anyone else mother, mm-hmm. but I, there are still times when I wish that I could just call her. Um, but she and I were very, very close. In fact, some people actually thought that I was her daughter, mm-hmm. and that her son <laughs> was the son-in-law. Uh, so when I mm-hmm. think back on the, when I think back in the Bible and the story of Ruth, I understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, if something mm-hmm. had happened to my husband, I would have taken care of his mom wherever she she would have. I would have been right there for her. And she would have been right there for me. And now that I have, my husband and I have grandkids, we've often had the conversation in the last few months about, oh my goodness, if she was here, the the joy that she would have. So I relate, I can relate to um, that whole mother-in-law.
2: Don't you think it's because you didn't have a mother?
3: Oh, absolutely. You know what, uh, one of the things that um, in, in not having that female mother I had a lot of women in my life mm-hmm. who now I think they call them mentors but uh, I have a lot of women in my life that just really uh, took me under their wing my sister and I under under their wing so I I don't want to leave the impression that I was without any female influence because my my grandmother my dad's mom was also right there uh for us but you know there's nothing like mom you know sure and uh yeah as I have learned once, once I became a mom Now, and our daughter, as I said, she's 31. She and her husband just had these twins. And uh, I have never heard her call my name so many times as I have Hmm. when she was pregnant because she had a very difficult pregnancy. She had an eptopic pregnancy before she had the viable pregnancy with the twins. So it was kind of a rocky road for her. But I understood the road because I'd been down the road. Yes. And I thanked God for that, even though when I was going through all those uh, times, I didn't understand that at some point I'd be able to use what I learned from my
2: own child. You were just talking about having mentors yes. in your life. Let's talk about that for a moment. Okay. Uh, give me uh, one. Oh my
3: goodness. Aunt Hazel was the uh, cook for the Miller family here in town. Mm. So, Aunt Hazel, and she was raising two of her nieces, and to this day we have that bond, uh, and, and Anne Hazel was the one who, um, she did the motherly things. You know, she told you when your dress was too short. She told you when you needed to comb your hair. She showed me how, just different things in life that mothers do. Um, she was the one. You mm-hmm. know, she was one of of, of, a, of a few. But when I think about Ann Hazel, Anne Hazel was the one who, um, she didn't, we did not have any blood tie, mm-hmm. but we had that that tie from her just taking her two nieces and raising them, and then my sister and I, and my father uh, was very particular on who he would leave my sister and I with. But and Hazel was was the one, and so she was like that mom to me, like my, my grandmother was also. So she was the one who uh, really um, taught us how to work in the church, how to do do how, as, as she said, you got to do good. Uh, you know uh, how to do certain things within the church, how to serve others, and how to, she had a servant's heart, Mm. you know, and I look back on that now, and I didn't understand that when I was younger, but Ann Hazel was was a true servant of God, and she passed that on to uh, my sister and her two nieces that she was raising, and I've always remembered when I think of her, um, I think of her as a servant. She was a servant of God,
2: let's turn this around just for a moment. Have you mentored anyone?
3: I would be able, the way I would answer that is as far as going to an individual and saying, you know, this is going to be you and me. I would say, no, I don't have that type of, but because I have such a strong, uh, and passion for women, I have found that I tend to gravitate towards certain women Mm -hmm. as, as far as, uh, uh, helping them so i just want to make sure that what they see in me is whatever uh, christ has mm-hmm. put in me mm-hmm. so whenever it, i have a niece and my sister has two children she has a, a girl danielle who is 44 and then my nephew who is 31 my nephew and my daughter grew up like brother and sister they are tied at the hip i swear but i think back on danielle and even though i'm her aunt um there were certain things I just really took her in, uh, in more of a way than just a typical aunt relationship. I really would, and still to this day, you know, I can say to her, no, sis, no, that's not what you're going to, that's not the way to do this. You know, uh, think back on, I'm able to have that type of relationship with with her. And then there's been a couple other um, people we... Through my job, uh, in particular, there was a young man, and it just seemed like I was praying for him a lot, and it seemed like the more I prayed, the, the less he did. And I realized that I had developed a mentoring relationship mm. with him, and I needed to... Uh, so I handed him off to another ca- one of my other casework because there was a line, and I knew that very quickly. He trusted me. I built a trust level up with him, uh, and uh, not that he, he is now... He has some difficulties still, but I feel that I've been able to help clear the path for him sometimes, that God has allowed me to be able to say to him uh, when need be, look, let's look at things this way. Here are your options. Here are your choices. You know, he, he reads the Bible, uh, and I try and get him to understand that it's not just reading the Bible. You've got to believe what you read. you got to know what you know what you know. And then God will lead you through all of life's different adventures.
2: I'd like to get into struggles in your life now. As followers of Christ, we all go through struggles, times of discouragement, mm-hmm. times when we're down and out and it's hard to, to look up. Have there been any struggles in your life?
3: I I alluded to one of those earlier. And that is uh, my husband and I, as I said, we've been married for 42 years. And I was very blessed when I when I initially said that I didn't really want a job that I was gonna have to work full time. That's because I was very blessed that my husband had a very good job. Uh, and uh, so I kept a job, uh, one, just you know, obviously to contribute financially to the household, but I, I always needed a job with flexibility. Little did I know that later on in our life, just as our daughter was graduating from college, my husband was going to be downsized, so he went from making three times what I made to making having nothing. We we went through a horrible time. We uh, financially was extremely hard, and we had to make a decision. And I can remember both of us sitting down together, and I mean, I could feel, and I I, I didn't want to appear weak to him. I wanted him to know that you know what, we're going to go through this. We're going, to, you know, God's going to get us through this. So I remember having the conversation with him, what are we going to do with our daughter being in school? Uh, Because we no longer had the money. She had done everything that we had told her to do. We had told her, you get the grades, we'll take care of the rest of it. You can go to school wherever you want. Wherever you want to go and you can get in, you keep the grades, mom and dad's got this. Well, all at once, we had to make a really clear choice. And, of course, she was at an out-of-state school. So, out of state fees are out of state fees. If you've never paid out of state fees, it's a lot. Um, but we just really left it in God's hands. And I don't, I'm not trying to trivialize this in any way. I'm not saying it was easy because I can remember sitting on the edge of the bed and deciding, okay, she has to, we've got to pay for this semester and we've got a utility that's getting ready to be disconnected. What are we going to do? And I can remember the tears would flow, uh, and I can remember we just had to trust God. And God worked us all out, you know. And now here we are. I still have that little piece of job. My husband has retired. He got another job, was making more money than me, uh, obviously, and he got downsized again. Mm. But you know what? It was okay. It, it was okay. It didn't last long, but it, it happened. So God gave us back even more than what we lost. He truly, truly did. I, I can't even begin to explain it to you. We watched our daughter walk across. Oh, is this is gonna make me cry. Watched our daughter walk across the stage uh, uh, and graduate uh, with her undergrad. We watched her walk across the stage with, with her graduate. I mean, it has just been. I can't even explain it. You know, I just know that God took care of it all.
2: Has there been a favorite song that God has brought to you? in times of discouragement? Or is there just a favorite song that is encouraging to you? Because I figure if it's encouraging to you, Mm -hmm. it will encourage the rest of us.
3: I love the song. I have three songs. Two of them are old hymns. You probably have never even heard of, but my favorite song of all songs is Blessed Assurance. Mm -hmm. Because it just tells us, Blessed Assurance, Jesus Mm -hmm. is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Uh, I, I, there is just I hum that song a lot. I play that song a lot. Uh, if at church they say, well, what, "What are we going to sing?" Uh,
2: they say, "Oh, we know, blessed assurance." <laughs> you
3: know. Uh, yeah. So I like "Blessed Assurance."
2: Let's listen to the song "Blessed Assurance" by CeCe By CC C. C. Winans.
1: Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. era of salvation, purchased of
2: A good song. Absolutely. That is a hymn. Absolutely. You just can't beat the hymns. Those of us who grew up in yes. churches where hymns were sang yes. uh, often. Yes. Uh, this is a, a a favorite of of many people. So thank you for choosing that particular song. Now, Roxanne, I'd like to give you a couple of minutes. Is there anything that the Holy Spirit has laid on your heart that He wants you to say? to encourage and uplift those who are listening right now?
3: Well, it's really interesting that you would ask that question because one of the things that that um, keeps coming back to me, that during this season, that we have to focus, we have to reach, we have to finish it, and we have to rest. Focus, reach, finish it, rest. And I... I think back on that God wants us to focus on him. He wants us to reach for him. He wants us to finish whatever he orders our steps to do. And then he wants us to rest and to rest in him. And those four words have come to me. Actually, when our our church was closed, and as everyone seems to have been uh, last year, and we were doing a Zoom. And so we weren't able to get together, our family wasn't able to get together, and I was really feeling a lot of uh, angst about uh, Christmas and about uh, thanks Thanksgiving and about Christmas, birthdays, missing them, and uh, we were on a Zoom family chat one evening, one Sunday evening, and I don't know, God just gave me that we needed to focus on him, that we needed to reach for him, which is it, which is active, we need to finish whatever he puts before us. And then we need to rest, and we need to rest in him. And that has just kept coming back to me and coming back to me. Mm-hmm. And I would just say to, to, to everyone that we do need to, in this day and time, we, we have to focus on, on God. We have to f- focus on Jesus. We have to focus on him, not ourselves, not whatever else is going on around us, but truly focus on him you know, And then and reach for him. We have to really actively extend ourselves and reach for him and then we have to finish it you know so many times i can be i can be such a procrastinator but we have to finish whatever god puts before us mm-hmm. you know we have to get out of that boat and finish it mm-hmm. so you can't sometimes as you just said you just can't stay in the boat and finish what you're supposed to do finish it and then rest and the most perfect rest comes from resting in god
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. keeping our keeping eyes on, on jesus absolutely will you pray with us
3: dear heavenly father we come once again Giving you all thanks and glory and honor for this day, dear Lord. I, I I thank you for this opportunity to have this chat, dear Lord. I thank you for this opportunity that you have brought to each and every listener that is here. And dear Heavenly Father, now as we go and end our, our chat with with one another, dear Lord, I just ask and pray that each person continue to ch- have that chat with you, dear Lord. I ask that that you will take each and every person, each and every individual, and that you will mold them and make them into what it is that you want for them to do, that you will order their steps. And dear Heavenly Father, now that we are in the times that we are in, I just ask you, dear Lord, to take the blinders away, dear Lord, and let us let us see what it is that we need to see so that we're able to do the work that you need for us to do, that you have placed before each and every one of us to do, and dear Heavenly Father, we then ask that as we go through each and every day, whether it is in our prayer closet, whether it's in our car, whether it's wherever it may be, whether we're at work, dear Lord, we I just ask that if you would continue to make sure that our hands and feet are doing your work, dear Lord, make us into servants true servants of you dear heavenly father and dear lord then at the end of the day we ask that we we are able to find that perfect peace and perfect rest in you dear lord all these things we ask in your name amen
2: i have so enjoyed our time together today roxanne a wonderful chat i know you have been encouraging and uplifting to each of us who have taken the time to listen to the chat today. Thank you for coming and just giving your time and sharing your heart in such a deep and, and caring way. And thank you too, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning in to the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat.